Welcome to the Commoners of D&D, Isle of the Tiger mini campaign. Obviously, I'm not Seth Templin. But I am. <laughs> he is here. He is present. And uh, and not our forever DM this time. That's right. He finally gets Thank to play. Goodness. Finally gets to play. And uh, I'm at the helm for a... I don't know how, the, how long this will last. We're going to play a few games of it. And really the point of this is to use all Tiger Skull stuff. Tiger Skull! So obviously, this is this episode is brought to you by Tiger Skull RPG. Tiger Skull RPG offers monthly 3D printables, printable miniatures complete with 5e stats, digital illustrations, and loot cards. Everything you need for fully realized NPC encounters. And um, it's not just miniatures, stats, digital illustrations, and loot cards anymore. He's branching out, and uh, we're using some some prototype stuff here. The Isle of the Tiger map slash world so uh that should be if it's not by the time you hear this it should be on his website uh shortly so anyway you hey, can check while that out. you're on his website you well, should yes that is go right. ahead and try to buy some scls yeah SCL some SCL print files and you know you could probably get a little bit of money off with a nice little code of ours what's Commoners that code? 15 all caps commoners 15 that's right. 15 off yeah, 15 minutes could save you 15% on all D&D STL files. Uh, maybe not even 15 minutes. Like, it yeah. depends on how quick your internet is, really. I mean, hopefully you can write Commerce 15 faster than 15, than 15 minutes. minutes. right, yeah. So, anyway, check them out, TigerSkullRPG.com <laughs> and Patreon.com slash TigerSkullRPG. Um, but with that, we're going to jump right into this game. We don't have a session zero, um, but we have a little intro we're going to do, some character intros and a world intro. Um so I'm gonna do that real quick. So this is the Isle of the Tiger. The it's I- the Isle of the Tiger. <laughs> it's a thrill of the Tiger. Every time we say it, it'll have to happen. Okay, so the Isle of the Tiger is named because of its shape. The first cartographers to make a map of the island found that the main island and its smaller counterparts create a shape that looks like a tiger's skull. The island is home to many different types of people of all races and backgrounds. It serves as a hub for those traveling the seas and those transporting goods as well. Its location and size make it the perfect place for ships traveling from the mainland to port for resupply or to drop off travelers heading in a different direction or to pick up or deliver goods going to and from the mainland. The port cities are very exciting as there is always a fresh crop of interesting people bustling about and merchants selling wares from near and far. River's End is one of the most popular inland ports because of its importance to the inland villages and shipping their goods, and also because of its cheerful people and quaint aesthetic. Many local artisans, bakers, and performers draw in those traveling from afar seeking adventure as well as those passing through for business. River's End isn't just another stop on the journey. It's a treasure nestled into an inlet off of the Coldwater Cross on the banks of the Eastern River. River's End is also home to the headquarters of one of the biggest trading companies in the business, Mid-Oceanic Logistics. A large portion of what goes on as far as import, export, shipping, and travel is done by Mid-Oceanic Logistics, or MOL. It is owned by Lord Lord Ricard Marquis. People often make the joke that Marquis has more power than any government official, and they all answer and they all answer to him. While this may not be completely true, Marquis is a very powerful man. His business keeps the Isle operating at full potential. Farmers, artisans, and others rely on his company to get their goods where they need to go. 
consumers of goods not produced on the island rely on MOL to bring those things in from their native locations, and travelers and tourists bring in business for all the local business owners that help keep them keep their shops open. With the island's economy at his fingertips, it's obvious why Marquise's friends in high places always seem to pull the necessary strings to do his bidding and keep him happy. Now, Lord Marquis has a lot of people at his disposal to take care of anything he may need. He has a few, though, that he refers to as specialists. These are his elites that are the best at, of the best at what they do, whether it be investigating or investigating or gathering information, uh, logistics and security, sales and marketing, enforcing, knowing the law, doing experiments slash engineering. Some of these work in-house and others travel a bit, but that is where we find our players today, and they will each do a character intro as they are each a specialist for Lord Marquis, and we will start with Seth. I am Rafa Matsil. I came to the Isle of the Tiger when I was very young. Orphaned and alone, I stowed away onto a ship and was dumped in River's End when I was found. I spent the next five years living on the streets, stealing and scheming for my food and a place to sleep at night. One unfortunate, or perhaps fortunate, day, I was finally captured, and not being able to pay my fine, the local law decided to remove my hands. From the milling crowd, Lord Marquis called out and offered to pay my fine. I was handed over to him, and he began working me to pay him back. In his services, I have learned many skills, and through his cunning, I have grown to deeply respect him. He uses me to find out information on his opponents, and to just be a quiet arrow if he needs it. All right, very good. Now, moving to Cameron West. Uh, me? Yeah, right. your turn. <laughs> okay, here, let me pull it back up. Sorry. My name is Marcus Gainsworth. I was orphaned as a child and taken in by a local monastery where I was trained in the way of the sun soul. When I came of age, I began to explore the world. I learned much in the way of survival. When Lord Marquis found me, he took me in as his specialist in such affairs, as well as to be his bodyguard. Very good. Moving over to Tyrell Merle. <laughs> my name is Seeker not knowing where I came from or exactly how I was created I found myself in the desert on an island I knew absolutely nothing about I wandered around for what seemed like days until I came upon a town called River Sind. there I found work as an enforcer for a human known as Lord Maquis while doing this work I discovered the art of creating all manner of enchanted magical items now, I wait to the next job. Okay. And that's the end. And that is where we'll go, to the next job. So, you three don't normally work together. You normally, pretty much, since you're specialists, you work on your own. You do, you do your job, you keep to yourself, and uh, Marquis pays you well. Seth, I forgot to tell you what we've done. Uh, we've rolled for money. Okay. So I want you to roll D100, multiply it by 10. Roll twice because I let them. Mainly because we couldn't figure out Cameron. What to do with the zeros? Yeah. That's zero. 
So that is 60. 60? Yeah. 60 okay, so 10. 600. Okay. That's pretty good. Gold pieces? Yep. Y'all are paid well. On this particular day, um, you have all been summoned by Lord Marquis um, to his office, his, his quarters. But you realize as you get there that you see each of each other there. You might have seen each other in passing, but you're not typically working together, but he summoned you all here at the same time. What's your character's name again, Seth? I am Rafa. Rafa? R-A-F-A. Rafa. Rafa, Marcus, Marcus, and Seeker. Seeker. As you come into his quarters, my good men, yes, I have I've sent for the best. Please come in. Have a seat. Lord Mikey. He pounds his che- uh, fist over his chest. My good man. I just, you know, like the kind of the bow they do before a bow in like those kung fu yeah. <laughs> movies and stuff. Just kind of one of those. Lord Marquis. The pleasure as always. I'll do kind of a formal bow kind of thing. Seeker. It's very good to see you all. It's been a while since I've seen these two. Yes, I know you are used to working alone, but um, have a very uh, specific request. Um, it could require more than a single person going out on this quest. Um, as you all know, uh, we do very much business with um, Tigre Tobacco Farm, just north of here. Um, the location is fairly remote. Um, but we receive, especially during harvest time, which it is right now, we receive multiple shipments a day or at least every other day. Um, if there is going to be any delays, um, we know about it. They send messengers. We've not heard from, them, heard from them in a week. We have not seen a shipment. We have not seen a messenger. And um, given their remote location... If something was to happen, it would be tough to get word here. So, I've chosen three of my best to go investigate this matter. Um, expediency is key. You will all be paid well. Um, I expect you to work together. Um, and just bring me whatever information you are able. I do not know what uh, to expect when you get there. Um, but with each of your specialties, I know you are more than able to get this done. So we've heard nothing from them. We've heard nothing, no. Normally, if there was to be a delay or trouble on the farm, a messenger would come. Uh, the messengers are quick. They come within 24 hours or 36 hours of, of, a, of a breakdown or a delay. Yes, this does seem quite unusual for a supplier as large as Tigray Tobacco. Are you expecting the worst? I don't know what to expect. Uh, it is very concerning to me. Um, to not hear from them. We have a very good working relationship. The owner there is Edgar Dobbs. If you uh, did not know that already, Edgar is a, a good friend of mine. We've been in business for years. So, I'm regrettably, that is all the information I have to give it this time. I will look into it at once, boss. If he has betrayed you, what do you wish for us to do? Just report back. If you if you find no signs of trouble, things look normal. Maybe ask a few questions. Return. What was uh, the guy's name again? 
Edgar Dobbs. I had a few questions. You said we could ask some questions. Oh, yes. Uh, what is the name of his business? Mid-Atlantic? Mid-Oceanic. Oceanic, okay. You said M-O-L, and I was like, I like that. Mid-Oceanic Logistics. Sorry, I forgot to leave time for questions. Any questions from either of you? Just worldwide? Mid-Oceanic what? Logistics. Logistics, okay. Not worldwide, I don't guess. And that is right now, anyway. by Lord. Yeah. What's his first name? Ricard. How you spell that? R I C A R D. Okay. Marquis. Um, and then, what specialties do Marcus and Seeker have? Marcus's logistics. How you spell Marcus? K or C? C. U.S. Uh, yes. Okay. Logistics. Yeah, logistics department, security, and seeker. Seeker is enforcer. Enforcer. <laughs> Here, uh, Edgar Jobs works for. He owns the Tegrity t- Farm. Tigre. Tigre Tobacco Farm. How do you spell that? Tegrity. T i g r e. Moved on out to a Colorado farm. <laughs> t what? T i g r e. It would have a chk over the e. G R E. Yeah. Oh, so right, tiger just spelled weird. It's uh that's Spanish for tiger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what's what's your guy's job, Rafa? Rafa the like navigator. No, person. I am very much uh, spy and sneaking and assassinating that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, He's a quiet. Spy. I'm an infiltrator. In- investigator. I'm- Okay, any other questions? And then you're an enforcer? Enforcer, yeah. So you're, uh, this company, being logistics, you do travel, you do import-export, you do shipping, anything to do with delivering things. Uh, so the the company would own lots of docks here, um, different towns, not just in Rivers End where you are now. They have docks all over, boats coming in, they're making money off of whatever. And uh, where this island is, the location is it's a fairly remote island, but it's on a major like trade route throughway of the ocean. So boats may come here, drop things, and go back to the mainland. They don't go. This is like a hub. So think of it as like where you would lay over on an airplane, you might come here. But people also like there's tourism here. There's lots of interesting people here. It's just a melting pot. Is Tigre considered in Rivers End just kind of a further away or um, is it Tigre is this here oh okay and how many days away is this that? each square is 25 miles okay so you're looking at probably 24 hours of travel this is the road 25 50 75 miles yeah okay about a day's worth of travel especially with with sleeping um uh Marcus would know the yeah. shortcut. Yeah. So the road that is marked on the map and on the dashed line there, yeah. which is, okay, here's River's End. We would go up this way and then cut across. This is the major trade route. This is where all the foot traffic and the cart traffic goes. You know of a way that follows, this is the East River. It follows the river and through the wood. Now, you know that this is a it's a smaller trail. It's not near as trafficked. It's only for foot traffic and for for people on horseback. But you would know that it would uh, it would cut some time down. Right, so it goes 
west and then it goes north through the woods? Yeah. Okay. Fall, Across falls. the river and through the woods. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> house we go. <laughs> it would, it follow, follows the river to that body of water there and then goes would go straight north to the tobacco farm. And uh, that would be what's used by like messengers coming from the tobacco farm, used by anybody that doesn't want to use the main road. It has its own advantages, disadvantages, as it's a little bit more dangerous. It's for people that are, you know, a lot on their feet, know how to travel at a good pace. Um, whereas the main road, you really, the only thing you might have to worry about is some robbers or bandits. Um, but through the so, woods, you never know. Yeah, so it's like, uh, okay, so instead of going that way, we just go like. Yep. Just like that. Just over the river and then through the woods. Yep. Okay. To Tigray's house we go. Over the river and through the woods. So, if if you do not have any further questions, we would ask that you be on your way as quickly as possible. It's probably late morning, 10, 11 o'clock at this time. Will you be supplying our uh, means of travel, or shall we bring our own? That's a good question, AJ. Would I, I mean, guess are, are you are you wanting horses? Do you want to travel on foot? Yeah. We'd probably be definitely faster yeah. horses. We, we definitely want. We I guess yeah. Marquis would probably supply us with horses. Though. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you would like horses, you are more than welcome to the horses. All right. I know a shortcut through the woods. Uh, if you'll follow me, then I guess I'll take off towards the stables. Okay. Um, do y'all want to get any gear? What do you have? Is there anything you want to ask about having? That is a good question. Can we spend any gold to get prepared? For you can spend gold, and there's also things that would be available to you as this guy has a lot of money. He has a lot of resources. Yeah. So if there's anything specific that y'all would like to have outside of, like, magical items and stuff like that. Oh, yes. Before I go, um, do you have any, uh, any particular uh, maybe vestments that would add some protection for me or perhaps a, a sword that's, that would be a little sharper than my current one? Um... I don't think so, but uh, you pretty much own the best already. But if you want to swing by um, the defensive department, they might have something they can give you. I don't know. Go talk to Jeeves downstairs. I, I gotta talk to Jeeves. I will be waiting for you both outside. Uh, I would be interested in uh, procuring a few uh, poisons or sleep poisons, that sort of thing. Oh, yes, of course. Um, Jeeves, as always, Jeeves have those things, yes. Jeeves is the man. Seeker? I believe I'm fine right now. As always, my good man. Alright, away you go. Do what you do best. Lord Mikey. I guess uh, I've already you know, been... Going to Jeeves? Yeah, I went to Jeeves. I will follow. You see a small halfling man. He's He keeps a very tight ship down here. If you want to think of like think of like where things get confiscated in like the police department like everything is filed away everything's very neat just rows and rows of things and you're very familiar with him and he's scurrying around down here as usual putting things where they go Jeeves oh yes 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 uh, sir uh, yes uh, sir Marcus yes what, what can I do for you I don't suppose you have any uh, any vestments that might offer me some extra protection or maybe that would help me to move around quietly Perhaps any any weapons have come in recently. Um, I don't think there's anything new. Uh, nothing that I would have shown you last time. Uh, there's, uh, uh, I have uh, a few potions and things like that. If you would you know, like to try those things. Uh, yes, I could use a few potions for my travels. Oh yes, what would you like? 
Uh, do you have any of healing? Um, I believe I have five. Five just came in this morning. Hmm. We will need to divide them up. I suppose I will take two of them. Okay. You are more than right. welcome to do them. Oh, yeah. Do you use any yeah. potions? Yeah. Warforged? They do. Ah. They have all the same stuff that. No, the Rafa, sir. How are you today? I am well, Master Jeeves. Can I do anything for you? I was hoping to get uh, a few poisons or sleeping potions. Ah, poisons, yes. Perhaps a potion of invisibility, if you have it. Oh, step into my office. And he goes around into kind of a dark corner, and there's there's actually like a safe that's dark colored, and he quickly unlocks it, gets inside. Okay, well, what would the guy... What, uh, let me see here. Let me, uh, let me see. Um, I do have one potion of invisibility. Would you like that? Yes, please. Okay. He hands it to you. Um, I have two uh, weaker poisons here. Would you like them as well? Yes, if you okay. do not mind. And he gives you two poisons. I don't know what a normal poison would do. Okay. Remember Edge. to bring a few potions of healing. Are you wanting to, like, apply it to a weapon? If you can, if I can, yeah. Okay, I'll say that. Uh, we can look up how, but yeah, it's usually I was gonna done. say just add a D four or something. Is that all for you, Master Rafa? I suppose I will take one potion of healing. One? Okay, yes, absolutely. How much do I owe you? Oh, nothing, as usual. Of course not. Everything is all provided for by uh, Lord Marquis. Seeker, anything for you? My good man. He always scares me. How are you today? Fine. I think I'll take a um, healing potion. Okay, I have uh, two left. You like both? Sure. Okay, yeah, you're more than welcome to him. Wouldn't want anything to happen to you. I'm starting to sound like the ghouls from Fallout. <laughs> hey, uh, smooth skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? Never seen a ghoul before. So, is, is that all for you, gentlemen? It is all for me. Alright, I must be off then. Thank you, Master Jeeves. He scurries away behind some other shelves. I am very Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, now you're looking to get some horses? Yeah. If you'll follow me this way to the stables, gentlemen. Okay. Um, I guess I'm lead us to the stables. There's Unless a, there's other stuff they need to do. Headed to the stables? Sure. There is a large, darker-skinned man out there, and he's he's sweeping up around the horses. The horses are very well-kept. Um, very, They would be expensive horses if you were to pay for them. And uh, this man's name is Dave. And he sees... He sees Marcus coming. Marcus, my friend. Dave. I guess I'm clasping by the hand. Yeah, good, good firm, firm shake. shake. Yeah. You're looking to procure some horses for the day. It appears we'll need three this time. He's sending uh, myself, Rafa, and Seeker here all over to uh, Tigre Farms. It seems they have not sent us any tobacco lately or any word on a delay. He's worried. Hmm. Sounds very ominous. Um, let's take the. Are you taking the low road? Uh, what would the shortcut be called? Yeah, it'd be the low road. Yes, of course. Um, okay, take the uh, take the three horses on the end. They've just been recently shooed. Uh, so everything should be go, uh, good to go there. 
there's three, I mean, just jet black horses on the end. They each have a different, uh, different, slightly different colored styled saddles on them. So you're more than welcome to take those three horses. Oh, yeah, we never did describe our characters. Yeah, I was going to ask you all that. Hey, this would be a great time as you're hopping on your horse to describe your character, Tyro. Um, Seeker is a kind of brass and black, like black armored uh, warforged with brass kind of trim around the edges with uh, blue runes that are like etched into the armor and uh, his staff. And he has a black cloak around the back of his back and over his head currently. Okay. Cameron? Um, just kind of like a, I guess, kind of a more tan, olive-skinned man with uh, close-cropped dark hair and a, a clean-shaven face. He's in just a, like plain, almost commoners-looking clothes. He doesn't stand out very much. Okay. With just a, like kind of a short sword on his belt and nothing else really uh, that stands out. Rafa is a uh, tall, lean, dark-skinned man. Uh, he has kind of wiry, bushy hair. Um, he wears uh, a dark cloak that uh, he can pull over, and it also has a cowl that he can pull up to hide his face so that he can uh, slip in the shadows a bit more. A shifty character. Shifty man. <laughs> That's a picture that I found. Hmm. Like a Calvin Klein model. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good-looking guy. Okay, so are we headed out? Sure. I am your bed. Okay. With Marcus at the helm, uh, you head out. Um, I do not know how fast you can travel on horseback. Are you? How fast are you traveling on horseback? Uh, I mean, I'd say we're sparing the horses we're not just riding them into the ground but right. I think it's actually like, 10 miles a day is about all you can do on a horse I think so it's slower than regular I think you can only go like 8 or so walking hold on I mean you. That's, I mean walking speed is like 3 miles an hour yeah that's kind of <laughs> silly like yeah I was assuming that like yeah, I just a, a horse uh, would be about one like, one square on there would be like an eight hours is what I was picturing. I was going to say on a horse it would be slightly faster. Yeah, probably like if you're just going at a decent canter, that's probably at least like eight miles an hour. But I will say that this road, um, it's pretty rocky, mm -hmm. and a lot of it is kind of like along the river, and you're you're on steeper slopes, shelf rock type oh, of sorry. stuff. Forty eight forty eight miles in eight hours. Forty eight miles in eight on hours on a horse. Yeah. Okay. okay. Okay, so do you want to? Would you like to travel the whole day, or I mean, until dark? Do you want to travel through night? What would you like to do? And I, I guess I'm taking them down the low road. How long would that take? How many? Well, squares? if we're talking, okay. There's rivers and we're going. Where's Tigray? Okay. There's we got twenty-five, fifty. I guess it's probably about sixty miles. You said you can make that in eight hours. Okay. Um, Forty-eight. About fifty miles a day. In eight hours. Yeah. Okay. But that's about all. That's you're only supposed to travel that much, I think. Or eight hours on a horse. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I guess we we make it to like a decent little clearing then, and then bed down for the night, right? Like not quite there. Let's say you make it. The road would travel along the left side of the river here, so if you want to camp at this lake, probably be a good spot. Yeah. Okay. It is autumn, fall of the year. The sun does go down. 
sooner than it normally would, so six, seven o'clock probably at this point. I would like to uh, go out and try to catch us some food with my... Uh, in the lake? No, uh, out in the woods. Okay. Or just looking for some deer or something. Oh, yeah, I'm the survival guy, but I don't have any kind of bow to hunt with or anything. <laughs> well, um, I guess make I guess a I, survival check. I guess, would you say I could try and make like some kind of cane pole and try and fish? Sure. 15 <laughs> on survival? 15 on survival check? Okay. okay. Right, um, then I guess, should I do it too? Go, yeah, go ahead while you're at the same time. Uh, oof. I'm proficient in survival though, so... Okay, Rafa, you are able to find um, some tracks, something hooved. Um, if you want to follow the tracks, they lead slightly away. Okay. Um, try to sneak up on them. Okay, make a perception check. Uh, 23. Okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, you sneak 15, 20 minutes maybe, and you're finding some fresher and fresher tracks, and sure enough, you see them grazing uh, in what looks like might, probably going to be a bedding area. They look like they're getting ready to bed down for the night, some type of small deer. Um, what would you like to do? I would like to look for one of them uh, that is a bit away from the pack. Um, perhaps a smaller, weaker one. Okay, there's one There's one a little bit closer to you than the rest of them. No need to damage the herd by feeding us three. I wonder if Sika even eats. I do not know. Certainly <laughs> not. Okay, if you want, uh, what are you attacking it with? I will your, pull your my bow? longbow, yes. Okay, make an attack roll. Am I hidden? And yeah, it has no idea you're there. It's just chewing on some grass. Um, 25. Uh, that would definitely hit. Just a beautiful fly to the arrow, straight behind the shoulder. And the animal runs toward the other deer into the clearing. The deer kind of scatter and it piles falls in about probably 75 yards from where you shot it i will go and field dress it okay make another survival check five okay i mean you know you know what you're doing um but for some reason uh, you don't know if it's the pressure the darkness whatever i did not sharpen my knife this morning yeah it's a dull knife it's not it's not such a great job but i mean you get you get a good 80 percent of the meat off of it that you would normally get it's a smaller, it's a smaller deer, but it'll definitely be enough to feed you. I sling it across my shoulder and head back to our camp. Okay. You all see uh, your friend walking up with a good pack of meat on his back. Good evening, gentlemen. It seems you got us quite the meal there. I uh, found something. I do not know if you eat or partake in uh, human food. I don't even require it, honestly. Well, it is a good thing I chose something small. What did you roll on your fishing check over there? Uh, 13 total. Okay. Um, you spend a lot of your time kind of trying to eat it. You forgot to bring a pole. So you're kind of snapping off some branches and stuff, yeah, and, and you, sure. you make shift some line and uh, make another survival check, see if you can catch one. All right. Uh, nat 20. Nat 20. Nat 20! All right, you catch a very large fish. It is bowing you over. You're struggling with it. Make a strength check. <laughs> strength check? Yeah, do it. Do All it. right. I mean, a- athletics, if you want. If athletics? Yeah. yeah, okay. Nat one. <laughs> Nat one. 
Yeah. It gets away. The rod comes out of your hands, and you just watch the line rod and all swim to the bottom of this lake, which is extremely cold and extremely clear, but it's so deep and so fast that it's just it's just black. Without the without the the blue sky above, this is just black water, and you just see your your rod shoot down in the water. Well, it's a good thing one of us had some luck. It should feed us for a day or two. Alright, are you cooking it or? I will if no one else will. Make another survival check. I am not very good at this. <laughs> 16. Oh, yeah, you, you cook it just fine. I mean, it maybe it's not the best meat you've ever eaten, but it is definitely cooked thoroughly and. Uh, I am no gourmand. Just trying to keep us alive. Well, that's all that matters out here. Alright, so. What brought you two into the service of Lord Maki? Well, I woke up, but I didn't even know where I was anymore. Or who I was, for that matter. Uh, I wandered around in the desert for weeks. And finally came upon River's End. So, Sika was not your birth name, I would assume. I don't even know I've even had a name. How did you come to uh, work for Lord Marquis if you had no knowledge of your prior life? He found my abilities to be useful. And those abilities are? I would assume someone made of metal, as you appear to be, would not be as quiet as someone like myself. Well... Let's just say I'm good at making things. What sort of things? I, uh, I play around a bit with uh, alchemy myself, but... I create magical items in particular. That is very interesting. Anything in particular that you're good at, or do you make all sorts of things? Or? Yeah, well, if we have to... If we get to fight something, then uh, I think I'll come in handy, maybe. I am sure you will. And you? I came to him for mercenary work. I spent much time traveling in my youth after I left my monastery, but I only found a good source of, of money when I came to Lord Marquis. Is money all that is holding you with him? Not particularly, but I, you know, I, I just need a job, really. And he pays exceptionally well. Well, gentlemen, it is good to know you and to be known by you. Likewise. Same. Anything else you would like to do before bedding down? Do you sleep? I you know, like walk over like to like where I can see like a whole view of the camp and I'll just stand there and kind of just stand up straight and kind of just sit there stand there you just zone out yeah well, okay. I suppose I will take first watch since he is already asleep like you know he, he, everything looks normal like he's like just standing there like he's still are awake you, are you watching over me can I sleep or do I need to take a turn I, I can 
stay awake forever, more or less. That is very useful. <laughs> I wish I could do that. Please give a shout if uh, anything comes within view that you do not trust or like. So, real quick. Warforged have this ability called Sentry's Rest. And what it does, it says when you take a long rest, you must spend at least six hours in inactive, motionless state, rather than sleeping. In this state, you, are, you appear inert, but, ra- but it doesn't render you unconscious, and you can see and hear everything is normal. Okay, cool. So you're just the... You're the, our watchman for our, our watch. I'm the sentry. Nice. Okay. I will um, pop up my tent and. Uh, oh, you have a tent. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Um. Seeker should make a perception check for the first watch of the night. I hope you are good at this. Perception. I am proficient with that. That is a twelve. A twelve. Okay. Um, where you're where you're bedded down. This this lake is actually up a very steep grade, and the there's a river pouring into it from the other way. It's all the eastern river, but the river pours into the lake. It's just a, a massive pool. You can't even you can barely see across it. But then it drops off, and where you are is kind of you can hear a waterfall from where you are. The water falls out of the lake. And you know that this is Lake Oscuro, and there are many, uh, many native species. And you hear the occasional nighttime bird, you hear the crickets and the frogs, but above, above all of that, every, just ever so often, you hear, Wah. and then you'll wait a few seconds, and then in a slightly different location, Wah. And these Ducks. these sounds vary. What? Ducks. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you just hear that occasionally. It, but it seems like it's a call and response. And some of the, some of them sli- sound slightly different. Sometimes it goes. There's multiple sounds in a row. Sometimes there's just one. Make another perception check. For the second watch of the night. There are three watches of the night, right? Eight-hour shifts. That's really good. Uh, Nineteen four hour shift. Um, yeah, you're just you're still hearing this this strange noise, but this time you think you hear even more than two call and response. It just there. It seems almost like they're they're on all sides of you. Make one more one. Make one more perception check. They don't get any closer. It's just there. It's just you just notice it above all the other noise. Nine. Nine. I mean, you continue to hear it every once in a while, but it seems to slack off okay. as the sun begins to rise. And here we are at the dawn of day two of the journey. You're over halfway there. Shouldn't be tough at all to make it this day. I will find a private place to relieve myself in the morning. Okay. And I will remember to sharpen my hunting knife. Okay. As they both wake up, did either of you hear strange noises in the night? No, I slept quite well. I heard Marcus snore, but that is about it. I don't know what it was, but I kept hearing weird noises. I look around. Do I see anything? No. A couple birds lighting in trees. Do I hear the noise that he described? No? No. Well, 
we're not very far from, from the farm now. We should get a move on. You said you're not from here, so maybe it is some sort of uh, wildlife that you are not accustomed to. It, uh, it, it did sound like some sort of creature of some sort. I'm not exactly familiar with it, though. I will I mount we... up my horse. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Uh, Head it out. Yep. Rolling. Okay. Not not far along in the day, you're so you camped just below the lake there. There's a a narrow portion of the water just below the waterfall that uh, there's a small bridge. It's only probably six or eight feet across, um, and it's it's a little while long. You can see it right here. As I oh crap, as I remove that. Um, seeker, make another perception check. That would have been a 17. That's a 3. That's a 7. A 7? You start hearing, Wah. once again. Do I hear anything? Yeah, everybody can make a perception check. He he is hearing it specifically because he's heard it already. There's that noise again. 18? 18. Sure enough, you, you kind of slow down on your horse and you hear, Wah. Uh, 20, not natural. Do we recognize the sound? Ah. Uh, lived here for a good... Make a history 15 check. years just, or so. Just for fun. Or make a nature check. Whichever, your choice. History or nature. Can I make a nature check? Sure. Uh, 17, history. Nat 20, nature. Nat 20, nature. Goodness. Um, it sounds a lot like a frog, but it sounds more intelligent than a frog. What I... You might, you've probably heard of of creatures, very large frog-like creatures that have been that have been seen on this road, but you don't very much know much about them. You just think they're probably myth, legend. Sounds like some uh, strange frog creature I've heard about before. Uh, shouldn't be anything to worry about. Let's keep moving. Um, get a get a marching order as you cross the bridge. I guess I'm taking point. I'm leading them. Okay. To the farm. If you want to place your minis up there, I would like to be last. Okay. Oh, right no. Okay. Right. Yeah. All right. So you're coming from this way. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, so I guess. Good. Oh, which way are we going? No. That. I mean, I was picturing the other way, but it really doesn't matter. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess, tell us I where think, we're coming from. <laughs> yeah. Go from this way. That works. Yeah. We can reach better. So uh, y'all are headed right out there. So we're going this way. Yeah, I mean, I would feel, I would think you would probably wouldn't be very comfortable having multiple horses like on the bridge at the same yes, time. Yes, I am going to wait back a bit. Oh, is it a rock bridge? Yeah, it, it's it's kind of it, it's not as as eloquent as it looks in the pictures. It's kind of just a makeshift kind of a rickety rock bridge. Yeah, it's it's piled up rock and dirt, just things people have kind of tossed put to together. Water, yeah. yeah, and just kind of made it work. Yeah, but there is there's water kind of flowing under it. They've constructed it in a way that water can pass through, so it doesn't wash the bridge out. So if you're entering the bridge first, make a perception check. Perception. Yep. That is a let's see a seventeen plus six twenty three. Okay. Sorry, just a second. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Okay, you see 
as you start coming onto this bridge, you see a very large frog-ish creature crouched at the far end, kind of under the bridge where the water's coming through, with just his head sticking up out of the water. And you look left, and there's another one sitting there as well. They're on, like, either side of the bridge yes. at the end? Yeah, with just their eyes and their head kind of poked up out of the water. Alright. Uh, I guess I just... Oh. What just happened? Oh. <laughs> This thing brushed against my hand. Oh, you okay. a bug. Kind of startled me. Uh. <laughs> the frog really scared him. <laughs> that, yeah, that frog scared the crap out of me, dude. Okay, so... I have, what, like, frogophobia. What would you like to do? Um, I guess I'm going to... Uh, how far away from me are they? They're... 20, 30 feet. About 30 feet, you say? Yeah, probably. I'm going to... Go ahead and fire off my, like, sunburst thing from my hand at one of them. Okay. I thought you said there were nothing to worry about. May as well drive them off. I'm going to let you... I would say just roll initiative at this point. All right. Do I, do I get that attack off? Just I'll let you get the attack off. All right. Uh, that would be... A 10 plus 7. 17 to hit one. 17 would definitely hit. All right, and that's a D6 plus 4 of radiant damage. Like a D6. Yeah. So that's 7 damage to one of the to that seven frog. 7 damage. Okay. I guess it'll be the one on the uh, right on my right as I'm coming okay. down the bridge. Okay. As as he gets this blast off, you two would be able to see four frog-like creatures. One on each side of the bridge here. And two spring up out of the weeds right here. And Are they on the bridge? No, they are, they're in the water just below the bridge. These wow. these are in the, the edge of the water where those rocks are. Weeds. Okay. okay, let me get these real quick. I guess now I'll roll my initiative. How far apart are they? Like right here? Um, 20 feet, it looks like. We're going to use those squares as legit, so however many squares are there, can you tell? 15, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, uh, let me roll my initiative. Uh, that is plus my dex would be okay. Seventeen for my initiative. Seventeen. I have okay. nineteen. Okay. Seventeen for Marcus. Okay, Seth, what did you get? Eight. Eight, okay. How do you spell your name? R-A-F-A. Okay, get me in shadow. In what language? I don't remember. Okay, the one on the left, you, you fired the one on the right, right? I fired at the one that was to my right, my character's right. I fired at this one. Okay. Uh, 
You did seven damage, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, the one on the left is going to, um... Which, which one? The one on your left. Well, my, my, yeah, it's my left, that one, yeah. That one. He is going to jump straight up onto the bridge. Okay. So he lands next to you there, and he's going to try to hit you with his spear. Okay. Twice. Well, no, he's going to hit you with his spear once. Okay, that is 17 naturally. It would be plus three. So, so that yeah, that just hits then. That just hits, okay. Twenty twenty just hits. Yeah, I've got defensive duelist and my short sword is finesse. I okay. add my proficiency to that, so my AC is basically twenty. Okay. Well he is stabbing two handed so he gets a D eight. That's nice, yeah. How much damage? Two three piercing damage. Three piercing damage. Yep, and then he's also gonna bite you, try to. That's a 13 to hit, so he misses with that. Okay. And then it is Seeker's turn. Okay. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire. Fairy right Fire. In the center of the bridge. Okay. Uh, so it, would that hit me too? It's creatures, I think, that you want. Yeah. It's so any it, creature in the area when the spells cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. Oh, so yes, you too. All of them, all of them are Fairy Fired? They have dexterity. They have to make a dexterity save throw. Okay. Alright. So I guess I'll make one too? Yeah. But you should be fine. You should be. Hopefully. You're a monk. You should be. <laughs> right. Okay, there's. Rask needs a new pair of sandals. 14 plus. Um, I don't have anything above an 8 except for a natural 20. Okay. Uh, the natural 20 passes, but the, the other ones all fail. Okay, I'm going to say the one, bottom, my bottom left, the one closest to Seeker there mm -hmm. on my left, that one is not fairy fired. Okay. Did you pass? Yeah, I rolled a 21. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. Is that your whole turn, Seeker? Uh, bonus action, I'm going to throw out my Eldritch Cannon off okay. the ground. But it can't shoot this turn? No, it can. It can? That's okay, a bonus action, I can activate it. Go ahead. Uh, it's going to move... Here, use a, use a D4. It's going to move back to there, and it's going to fire at this one. Let's see. This is the one that passed? Yes. Okay. That's uh, 7. 15 to hit. 15 just hits? Yep. And that's 2D8 damage. 5... And three, that's eight damage. Eight damage to which one? To that one. The one on the right? Yep. Okay. Did you use advantage? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Save you roll a 20. Wait, how do you have advantage? Fairy fire. Oh, fairy fire. Five. five, okay. Um, we are to Marcus again. All right. Uh, that one that I hit earlier, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to take a, a swing, a stab at it with my short sword. Okay. This one's still on the ground. I don't think you can hit it. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, the one that. Yeah, it didn't jump up there. Well, okay. What are you trying to hit it with? Oh, never mind. I'll hit the one that's uh, that's up there with. Okay. Me, yeah. I'm gonna make a stab at it with my short sword. Yeah. Nat one. Oh, that just definitely does not hit. Well, you got advantage if it's fairy fired. Oh yeah, I do. Okay. Never mind. And that is uh, twenty-one to hit. That definitely hits. 
Alright, so I stab it with my short sword. That's a d6. Uh, 5 plus... Let's see. I'm sorry. 5 plus 4. 9 damage to that one that stabbed me. Okay. Okay, and then I'm also going to uh, make a... Uh, you know, my, my punch. My, like, bonus action yep. punch. Okay. So... And that is a twenty-four to hit. Yeah, it definitely hits. And that is a seven damage to it. Seven more damage. All right. Let's see. Yeah, that's all I'll do for now. That's all you can do. Okay. Um, now it is the one on the right side of the bridge up by Marcus. He's gonna leap up onto the bridge. Okay. Straight up. He can jump very high, and he's gonna try to stab you that misses and then he's gonna try to bite you that's cocked okay a 19 plus okay that hits 3 22 yeah okay this was the bite um, oh sorry it's 1d4 not a d6 Uh, five damage from a bite. Okay. So you see his large, way above average sized head just chomps down on your arm, leaves a nasty slime, and then uh, he gives a Wah! and Seeker would realize this is the sound he's been hearing is these dudes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, now it is uh, bottom left, the one down there. He's going to leap up onto the bridge. And he's going to attack Seeker with a spear. Okay. Um, that is a 15 to hit. Okay, he's also going to try to bite. That is a 21 to hit. That hits. I'm going to use shield. He's going to use shield. Okay. Then that definitely will miss. And he How do you use shield? The little circular repulsor thing right here in the middle of the hand I'm just gonna it just projects shield out Iron Man pretty much <laughs> and the, you see this large head just open up and it just he bashes his head into your shield and kind of shakes it off okay now we're going to Rafa I will wheel my horse around this way oh yeah you're still on a horse yeah uh, how is this one looking the one on the left. Um, he looks pretty bad. He's cut up. He's bleeding. I will uh, attack him with my longbow first. Okay. And because I have advantage, because he has that, I have Elven Accuracy, which gives me pretty much it. You roll with advantage, and then you can redo one. So just to save time, I'm going to roll three. Roll three. Might as yeah. well. If you get it twice. I mean, if you don't hit with that, that's yeah. insane. That is a uh, 23. Okay, yeah, that definitely hits. Okay. He is next to him, so it has sneak attack. And that is 11 damage. So you're shooting with a bow? Yes. You just release this arrow, and it just, I mean, straight through his neck doesn't doesn't stop. It, it pins into the, the riverbank on the other side, and he stands there for a second and then falls into the water, and his body floats down. Okay, and he's out of here. As a bonus action, I will uh, use one of my uh, Battlemaster maneuvers. Okay. And use my bonus action to snipe that one. Okay. Uh, yep. 18 plus. Nice. So I get uh, 2d8 now because I'm using a battle mass, uh, battle maneuver. So 
25 damage to that. 25 damage, and nice. same same kind of thing happens here. This arrow goes directly through the center of his head, just in a soft spot, and the arrow pins in the bank on the other side, and he falls off the bridge, floats down the river. All right. And I will uh, take a little bit more movement uh, to back my horse up this way. Nice shooting, Rafa. Okay, there is one more. Um, which is the one on the bottom right here. He's not climbed up yet. That turret, did he hit him? Yeah, he hit him. Okay, he is confused by that. (laughs) He goes, and he's going to go down into the water. You don't see him for a second. And then he pops up on this side, and he's going to throw. He's going to throw his spear at Seeker. Oh gosh, a six. That's no good. Um, he should have Kobe, but he yeeted. <laughs> and then he's going to duck back down. He's going to go back under the bridge. So this guy is under the bridge. You can't see him. So I'm going to put him over here. Um, and we are moving to Seeker again. Okay. He is glowing. Because he has. The one that went down in the water? Yeah. No, that was the one that passed. No, it wasn't because he was on that. That's right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. He's still, he's going in the water. So yeah, there would be a faint glow coming right. from under. He's underwater. Not he's underwater. Under yeah. Bridge, no. The uh, the one in front of me. Since he tried to stab me, we'll go. The runes and both of of Seeker's eyes are both starting to like turn from that blue to like a bright like ember red. <laughs> and I'm gonna try to smack that one with my quarters. Okay. Uh, that's a thirteen to hit. That misses. Yeah. Okay, well, since that didn't work, the turret is going to try to fire at this one on the bridge. It's going to back up 15 feet, too. And then it's going to fire. At the one on the bridge there? Yeah, right in front of That's a, that's a uh, 15 to hit. That just hits? Okay, cool. Um, Where's my D8? What do I do with my D8? There's my D8. Okay. It's four... Seven. That's eleven damage. Eleven damage to the one that's standing on the bridge. Okay, he's looking very rough. And we are to Marcus. All right. So I'm gonna. You still got some? It gets pushed back five feet. Oh, it gets pushed back up. The to one me that you then. just hit. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize that again. It says it's pushing it back like five feet. So it's up. It's right next to me then now. Yep. Yeah. Nice. I don't even have to move to hit it. <laughs> As it gets pushed back, I just turn around and try and stab it with my short sword. Okay. And that is a 24 to hit? Yeah, it definitely hits. And that is six damage to it. Okay. Um, you whirl around just in time to see Seeker shove him off, and you just whirl your sword with your spin, and you chop his head clean off. It bounces off the bridge down into the water. Get him out of there. All right. And then you said there's still that one that's under the bridge? Yeah, one under the bridge. How far down to the water is it? It's probably 10 feet to the water. I jump down off of the bridge into the water, and and do I see that, that one? He said I mean, it's swept away. <laughs> you see you see a glow, but yeah, I would say make a, like a dexterity saving throw as you enter the water to make sure you maintain your footing. That is very fast-moving water. Okay. Dex saving throw? Yeah. That would be... That is just just decks, nothing else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Thirteen. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say you you land in the water and it's swifter than you thought. You slip, but you're able to grab onto this rock over here. So I would say that would be the end of your turn. 
Alright. And now it is the one who's under the bridge's turn. And you climb up on that rock just in time to see the glow moving past your feet as he's swimming downstream. And he would get... I mean, he goes out of sight. He's flying through the water. And he goes off the screen there. Yeah, he's out of there? He's out of there. But that, that moves us to Rafa. Um, so he's, he didn't ever breach the surface? No. You can still see a slight glow, but he's moving away from you, and he's at this point about 120 feet away from you. What's the speed of a horse? Of the horse? I do not know. 50? 60? Probably 60. Probably. Look it up real quick, Tom. I, I am not interested in chasing wild animals. I would like to uh, canter over here, though, if I can find my three arrows, the two arrows that I have. Yeah, no shot. problem. To, no problem to find your arrows. They're just glistening with blood on the in the early. There's dew. no body of the things they fell in the water and it, passed it, off. Yeah, the one of them was the one he cut his head off was still lying in the middle of the bridge. Do they have any uh, type of clothing or packing packages? Very little clothing. They're wearing basically the equivalent to a loincloth. Um, they have spears. Um, the one laying in this bridge without a head, he's wearing sort of a leather belt harness thing across his chest that he would normally maybe keep a couple items in, but he does not have anything. I will uh, hop off my ho- Is combat over? Yes. Unless you want to, for some reason, I, chase that. No, I am okay. Sixty. Okay, that's what I figured. Uh, at the end, I will just uh, sort of lift the body over the edge and dump him into the water so that he can wash away with the other two. He does. He and I will away. say as he uh, topples over, go dance with Jack of the Shadows. Okay, a religious guy. Okay. I guess I jumped from that rock back to the shore. Did anybody take any damage? <laughs> I did. Some. Uh, make a make a dex acrob- acrobatics check to get to the shore, just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is nat nineteen plus like okay, seven. Yeah. You make a, a big leap, land just ankle deep in water, and trudge your way out of there. But you're you're soaked pretty good from getting washed down. <laughs> your horse awaits you at the top of the bridge. Yeah. Looked like you almost got washed away. Well, at least it only hurt my pride. <laughs> All right. The road is open, and Seeker no longer hears as he's riding through. Well, those things were definitely the things I was hearing last night. Yes, they're a a local nuisance. Strange creatures. There are a great many strange things on Tiger Skull Island. If y'all want to uh, move your minis off, we'll put the map back up. Someone give me Liu Kang. (laughs) <laughs> okay um, at this point I'd say you're almost there yeah I mean you were halfway there traveling about six hours so I would say about six hours of this day if y'all just want to fast forward and get there that's good unless, yeah unless there's like another encounter no there wasn't Okay, so you're you're moving along through a 
small stand of trees and uh, you come along you see the road that is the the cart the route the trade route there's no one around uh, but you have intercepted the road and as you look toward the horizon you see uh, just barely a couple rooftops and uh, just some wide open fields where you know that the farm is so yeah. does anything look wrong with it or is it all uh, you see a couple uh, little pillars of smoke rising but it's normal I mean it would be normal to see yeah, it's like some fires smoke. yeah it, I mean it seems to be strange I wonder why they wouldn't have sent any word nothing appears out of the ordinary I guess I'll ride in to the farm okay um, as what you is the plan are we uh, just going to go look for Edgar Dobbs or are we going to poke around a bit? What? Uh, I suggest we speak to Edgar. He'll be able to offer us an explanation. If he is here, and if he is still friend, yes. There's only one way to find out. We have to do a little interrogation, possibly. Are we passing by houses? No, not yet. Th this place is extremely remote. The people live uh, pretty primitively. They live off the land a lot. Uh, they operate pretty much just as a large family. They eat together. They work together. They gather together. It's kind uh, of sharecropping. Yeah, it's it's about 40, 50 uh, men and then their families. Everyone here is family. It's not... Yeah. There's no community aside from the family. No, okay. it's pretty much just a family working... I mean, they may not all be related, but they're just working out here and living off the land and making good money off their tobacco farm. Um, the tobacco they grow here is a fairly rare variety. It's very desirable even on the mainland, not just on uh, the isle. So Some of that there wacky tobacco. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, you know that it's really good stuff um, and that it's Ooh, it's whoa, worth it a pretty like penny. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a pretty penny anywhere that you would find it for sale so how much for an ounce man <laughs> 20 gold All right. I, uh, I would like to just pull my uh, hood up okay my cowl remained down at the time keeping my head bent and I'm just shifting my eyes back and forth looking around okay as we pull in as you're sauntering in you're on your horses it starts it starts to stuff starts to look strange Normally you would see some, you know, towering tobacco plants at this point in the, this is one of the harvest seasons, and uh, you're not seeing the tops of the crops, as you think, and as you get closer you realize that a lot of them are not there. You're looking at a burnt landscape. A lot of the fields have been burned, there's not near uh, as many standing crops of tobacco as usual, and as you get even closer you start making out that the the houses and the the buildings of the settlement look askew. the The roofs are slightly burnt on some of them. Some of them are crumbled a bit, um, and you see no nobody moving around. Nothing from this distance, anyway. And you still see just a couple small pillars of smoke rising. Don't see any people. You see no people at this point. You're still a good ways out. It's just the horizon. You can see a long ways. You're kind of coming down a hill, and you can just see the village below. How far down is it? So you're probably 
half mile at this point. Half a mile. Uh, it's not it's not a straight down cliff. You're just up. You're uh, on the hill on the other side from it. So it's it's on the next hill and in the valley. And it's is there a, like a, a they have like a, a big house or something like a? Um, there is a a large meeting area. Um, it's not a house. There's a uh, there's a large courtyard. Um, it looks like there may be a fire pit in the middle of it, and that's where one of the pillars of smoke is coming from, just a smoldering what remains in the fireplace. Um, there's no very large buildings. There are a couple that are larger than others, and you can't tell from this distance whether it's just a bigger house or if it serves a purpose. We see no movement from this distance. No movement. Okay. Should we approach on foot from here? Perhaps uh, a bit quieter. I, I would prefer if I was by myself, but... Well, you may want to go without me because, um... I'm pretty loud. <laughs> well, perhaps you two shall, uh, should continue on and I will, uh, come at a different angle. Reconnoiter from the side? Sure. Are you saying we should split the party? I am saying that I think that I could, uh, go unseen by myself and not so much with you two. But I, I just give me uh, two or three moments, head start, and then you continue on straight, and I will come in uh, from a different side. I will try to um, warn you if I see anything uh, untoward. Very well. So I will dismount and tie off my horse, and I will kind of rub its mane a little bit as I go ahead and pull my cow up, kind of crouch down, and take off running at a crouch okay. with my boat beside me. Are you running just down the road? Or? No, I am coming off. I'm going to go off to the side and I'm hoping they'll just give me one or two minutes to kind of get ahead and so I can slow down. Okay. Um, there's a few scattered trees and some tall grass so you slip, slip along yes. rather quickly. Um, make a stealth check just for fun. 18. Okay. Oh, why you have plus 10? Okay. Yeah, you're, you're slipping along. Expertise. Expertise. <laughs> slipping along very fast, and you just start moving with the grass. You're, just, you're one with the landscape. And uh, how close are you wanting to Actually, get? Actually, hold on. Proficiency is three. Yeah, ten. Sorry. Okay. Um, how close are you wanting to get to the town or to the settlement? Um, uh, probably 80 feet or so. 80 feet? Okay. Um. From, from this angle that you put your... The, the buildings are fairly close together, but they're spaced out enough you can kind of see between them as you're coming up closer and moving alongside. You're peering in between a couple of the buildings, and you're still not seeing any movement, but you are seeing a lot of debris. There's what looks like possibly makeshift weapons laying on the ground. Um, there's a patch behind one of the buildings, or a spot on, on the wall of the building where it looks like blood has been splattered. It's... A mess in the town. Okay. That's all you can see from this point. Okay. Um, if they're still not making their way there, I will go ahead and make it my way to one of the buildings if I've not seen anything that stopped me and just kind of try to stay hidden around the buildings. Okay. Uh, Maybe go into one to look out a window or something. Okay. Uh, make a make a, a stealth check. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Um, then make a perception check as well. Um, you're coming through and um, 
the, the ground's very dry, loose dirt, and you're crunching a bit more than you were in the in the field. You don't feel like you're being very quiet. You start to slow down, and as you look, you're coming into kind of the the round middle of the town where the meeting area is. And it, it, in a building at the end of the row, out of the corner of your eye, something shifts, and you stop dead in your tracks. And you look back again, and you don't see anything anymore. Maybe it was just a curtain blowing. Maybe it was something falling from one of the the shambles of the of the roofs. Um, and then you make your way into the house, but you don't you don't ever see anything okay. after staring that way for a while. I will just uh, have my bow uh, knocked, but not pulled back. Just kind of watching the street, waiting for them to come in. Okay. And I guess we're uh, we're just approaching on our horses. Is okay. following behind, or you said you tied it off. I tied mine off. Yeah, I didn't think y'all would want to. Okay, so your, your horse is at the top of the hill outside the town, and they are both coming down the hill on the horse. Unless y'all cha- y'all untied it. Uh, I'd be coming on my horse, wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay, so y'all are coming down the hill on the horses. Uh, you haven't seen your friend, um, but you haven't heard anything. Uh, make perception checks. Natural twenty. Natural nice. twenty. Very nice. Uh, you said perception. Yeah, uh, 16. 16? Okay. Um, Marcus would see just a flash of uh, Rafa going into the building that he said he was going into. You see just his coattails as he goes around the corner. Um, but Seeker, always seeking, <laughs> Yeah. He is. he's looking a little bit further past. He, he saw... He saw Rafa moving into the building, and then the same thing that Rafa saw out of the corner of his eye, he sees out of the corner of his eyes. He sees something in front of a window, and then it's gone. And you continue to watch it all the way down the hill. You never see that thing again. It never comes out of the house. You never see anything uh, go across in front of the window. Nothing there ever again. Did you see that? I'm not seeing anything. The place seems abandoned. A point to the house that I saw it in. Something inside that house. Can I see them? No. Yeah, you, they're not trying to hide, so okay. you can see them coming down. There. I see them point off. Yeah. I'll go check it out, and I'm gonna ride. To, I'm gonna move towards that house. Okay. Um, are you trying to sneak? Are you trying to? Um, no, I'll just. Uh, I'm just walking up to the house. I guess when I get to the door, I want to try and be quiet from there. Okay, there's there's a long row of houses on each side, and this one is kind of just slightly off from the others, um, more towards the middle, and uh, it's a slightly larger, but not much different than the rest. And, uh, okay, you approach the house, you don't see anything yet. Do you want to go in, or? Are there any windows? Are they open? There's one small little square window, which is where they saw yeah, something. Not big enough in to that fit window. through? No, you couldn't climb through the window. It's It's... Yeah, the only way Maybe the size is. of my laptop. It's just a little peek through window. Okay, yeah. And it's right next to the door going in. There's uh, there's not really a door on a frame. These are kind of like... Uh, it's just kind of an entryway? Yeah, it's kind of like an like an adobe house is what you think. It's, I mean, a, a straw roof or t- it may even be tobacco plants for a roof and then just dirt, mud yeah, houses. Like a, it's a thatch roof. Yeah. It seems wow. wasteful. The tobacco... Huh? <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm going to... Uh, trying going through the entryway. Can okay. I move in like stealthily? I guess. Yeah, make a stealth check as you move into the house. Uh, twelve plus four sixteen. Um, yeah, you're moving. You're moving quietly, and uh, as you come in, it's it's kind of separated into two rooms because this is this house is a little bit bigger, and you walk into what probably 
the living room maybe and uh there's a couple homemade chairs there's a table and then uh there's an area where it like, looks like they may cook things there's a small fire pit chimney up above it and then there's a small divider a room in, in the back do you want to keep moving toward the back yeah, i don't see anything in this current room yeah i guess i'll uh, kind of try and sneak towards the back and okay. scout it out uh, as you move into the back room it's a little bit darker back here not as much sunlight getting in um but there is there's a, a bed on the floor just kind of a pallet made there and off to the right side of the room there's a board leaned against the wall and you can kind of see light coming through the the hole in that there might be a hole in the wall behind there hmm. all right yeah uh, do i see any kind of footprints any tracks anything uh the whole house i mean it's people lived here so there's footprints all over uh there wouldn't be any really discerning nothing no really that stands out no there it's just that you see some some that have uh like toes like it's a barefoot and then you see some that are more of a shoe print uh so it's just all different types of prints none all that, running together none that look any different though just not, not really okay yeah i guess i'll come back out of the house and come back to seeker okay. uh, there was nothing in there Strange. And definitely saw something in there. Can I just still be... I'm not watching them. I'm watching it, everything around okay. them. I'm not yeah. paying attention to them. Uh, make a perception check. 20. Not natural. 20. Um, you're, you're here... The, the wind is getting up a bit more now, and, and now you realize that it's almost getting darker. And it's about midday. It doesn't seem like it should be getting darker, but it may be a storm's moving in. The clouds have covered the sun, and the temperature's kind of probably dropped five degrees in the last couple minutes. It seems to be cooling down. Maybe there's a storm blowing in. Um, but the wind is now kind of blowing through the small houses and rustling around. There's a lot of noise. Um, nothing. It, it, you hear something and you look, but you don't ever see anything moving nothing alive uh would i see which house is like head honcho's house uh um oh the edgar guys yeah um like kind of a big i guess there's a couple that are bigger but none of them look any specific none that really resemble like a plantation house no nothing like that and he's not he's not like a, these aren't just his employees like he works here too this is his home he's just he built the place he started the farm it's his family uh that owns it and then people come and work for him so he's not really like a slave driver or anything he doesn't just sit in his house and twiddle his thumbs he's out there working like he's just a worker so he he doesn't seem to live any higher on the hog than anybody else in the town does it look like there's a building that might be used for storage uh yeah at the, at the end of the uh of this large courtyard there are two slightly taller buildings, one on each side of the road. Um, it doesn't look like they ever had uh, a lot in them. They look very empty, and the openings to get in them are very large. They're just kind of like lean-to sheds, but you can't see into them from where you are currently. Okay. I will come out of my the place that I am then and just kind of stalk towards them and their horses. Perhaps we should check in there. Seems as good a place as any. Um, so you're going into one of the sheds? Yes. Okay. Um, 
you see, make perception checks, everybody, if you're going in there. 17. Nat 20. Oh, Nat 20. <laughs> uh, Nat 20. 20. Um, it's like it's third or fourth of one today. Yeah, no, I've had Goodness. some good luck today. There are um, some piles of, of tobacco plant. Um, and one of them, the one on the right side, has some that were probably ready to ship. They're very dry. Uh, they've been there a while. And um, some of it is slightly burnt. It's not, uh, doesn't look like the whole place went up, um, but it looked like a fire almost almost would have started. And then in the other side, there's some supplies, um, pitchforks, shovels, stuff like that in the other one. Um, and maybe some type of uh, chemical fertilizer or something they might use to... Nothing out of the ordinary. It doesn't look ransacked or anything. Not really. Just just burn marks here. Is there any like office spaces around that might have like shipping manifestos or letters or anything like that? Um. I mean, there's. I mean, just to save going through every every house, every building, out here where uh, these two sheds are. There is a small outbuilding next to one of them, and it looks interesting. Okay. So if you want to go in there. Yeah. So next to those sheds, there's like kind of a, out, a larger yeah, building? It, it, no, it's actually smaller. It's just a little, it's a fully enclosed building, but it's just, it's smaller, and it's just kind of next to one of these sheds. Do you want to go in there? Okay, as you go in there, there's, there's a desk, and there's a chair, and... Uh, there's some pieces of parchment and things scattered across the top of the desk. So if you want to make an investigation yeah, I just want to start check. through all that, yeah. Yeah, can I do that too? Sure. I'll as well, I guess. Fourteen. You said investigation? Yeah. Uh, that's a nineteen. That is very good. Eight. Eight? Okay. Eight. Um you're all just kind of mixing around and, and looking at different things and you see a lot of stuff is communication between um, Edgar and your boss. Um, nothing is out of the ordinary. It's just things like um, this shipment is ever so much. Um, we'll send payment, things like that, or next shipment in two days, things like that. Nothing really out of the ordinary. Um, there's also a couple invoices for, for supplies. Um, he has a long uh, clipboard with um, a tablet on there where he is keeping track of his pay to his employees um, but other than that it's pretty much no signs of a struggle no normal normal stuff in here everything was it looks like this place was kind of untouched I saw some blood uh, when I was first arriving on the back end and a few weapons uh, nothing special mostly Farming utensils, I would say. Makeshift weapons, maybe, where they tried to defend themselves from some attack. But we have not seen any bodies. You've not seen bodies, surprisingly. You said there's something burning, though, right now? The the courtyard, in the center of the courtyard, where they have a, a large fire pit, it was smoldering. Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll... I, I would like to, like, look, looking through that stuff, did we find just, like, his amounts that he was producing every day or every yeah, yeah I would like to, to pocket that okay what would you call that uh, uh 
ledger. A ledger, ledger yeah, I would say, like yeah. Um, he's got maybe like weights of the different shipments he was sending. Yeah. Um, Is that part and, of the ledger? And number, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll head over towards that fire pit. Yeah. And and you do notice on the ledger that the last shipment was over a week ago. Like it, what he wasn't shipping anywhere else. He's not been using a different. Uh, did we did we receive that one according to yes we did okay as far as far as you know yes it, right. it has been received um are you going back out into like the courtyard area yeah I'm gonna follow him to the fire okay um as you come back out of this building and come around a larger one to your left and you look back toward the courtyard you see three figures dragging themselves toward you rather slowly wearing heavy quite heavy armor carrying shields uh you can all roll history checks if you want to um i don't know that the seeker would know 16 16 14 14 12 okay um i would say you would definitely know rafa definitely knows that uh there were supposed to be guards here um because as this is a very um desirable brand of tobacco um, and just knowing the money that's involved um, and knowing that there's always money here he has contract or Edgar has uh, contracted a security team and you remember that there there were three maybe four of them uh, that were supposed to be guarding this place and now you see them uh, it's uh, it's uh, Marquis armor on the yeah yeah so yeah, it would be and they are they are dragging themselves toward you dragging themselves like they're hunched over or something not they're in around. odd positions their arms are not moving normal one is dragging his leg um, they look like they're in very bad shape they look injured definitely look injured um, but the way they're moving is not human but they are they're holding one, you see a flash of his shield, and where you would have seen Marquise's uh, Marquise, uh, crest, you see some version that has been twisted. It is no longer the crest of Marquis. Have you ever it's, seen this before? You've never seen anything like okay. this. You just see what would have been his crest is now twisted almost into like a... It's like deface. Scary it face. Seem, okay, it seems on purpose that it is... Uh, kind of making an effigy of his his. Thing. Yeah, it's like everything that is here has been twisted okay. on these three guys. Uh, I will pull out my bow and I will aim at them. Uh, halt! You do not seem friendly, and you have defaced Lord Marquis symbol. State your business. That's where we're gonna end it right here. <laughs> um. So, we hope everyone is enjoying the Isle of the Tiger. And the thrill of the fight. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Tiger mini campaign. And I don't know when you will be listening to this, but you will probably still be able to go tigerskullrpg.com and get 15% off of all STL files with the code COMMONERS15 in all caps. Uh, so go check out their stuff. Check out this map, guys. It's super awesome. Like, yeah. He has put a lot of detail into it, and I love the fabric. Like, it's like a, yes. a mouse pad fabric. It yeah, feels like good. A- 
It's probably going to last a long time. Yeah, it's yeah, so good. Good quality mouse pad fabric. And uh, if it's not for sale yet, uh, it will be for sale. And if you go on the Tiger Skull RPG Instagram, uh, there are some videos and pictures of it on there. So uh, go check it out. We might even post something about it. And uh, we'll catch you next time. See what's happening at Tigre Tobacco Farm. All right. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of The Commoners of D&D. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to make sure you never miss an episode and leave us a review to help people just like you find the podcast. Also, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commoners Official for news, updates, and more exclusive content.